it off because yeah the meg is number two with a big splash but let's just quickly just kind of touch on crazy rich asians um of course it's all about inclusivity and that's great um but the idea of the movie itself i think is a little predatory it kind of scares me because if you take it as an allegory take it out of context so a man brings his his girlfriend uh over to thailand right and then singapore Singapore. Surprise, surprise. He has a lot of money. Okay? Now, take out the word money and swap in the word ghosts. Wow. Now, that's a horror movie that you yeah. have on your hands now. Crazy you know, Rich Ghosts. And just because Singapore is far away from America doesn't mean that they don't have ghosts. They got plenty of ghosts all over that place. And so that's why you have to be careful with these movies because they may be advertising with money, flashy money, but in reality, who's selling the the movie? It's a ghost. So that that's just that's my two cents, and I'm not going to say any more because I know the internet's going to chew me up and spit me out. Welcome to another week of Ghost in the Scene. I'm your host Geo with my co-host Rob. What's going on, Rob? It's you know, going to be still pretty spooky out there, you know, and, um, but, you know, I'm, I'm laying, I'm laying low. I am keeping my nose through the grindstone. I'm just keeping busy with work, really. Mm. And what, I think that's really important to remember, like when things are tough and things get scary, if you just keep on keeping on and if you keep on doing the effort over time, you're going to see some results. And I think that's a good way to keep yourself safe, everyone. If you just, like, won't let anything stop you, uh, just keep on going. You're going to find yourself a lot stronger person on the other side. So, uh, great, great workout advice. Um, low reps, um, lot, high weights if you want to you wanna bulk up against the ghosts out there. We're ending the, the end of summer, and, of course, it's the beginning of fall. So we have to be aware of the transitions between the seasons. There are four seasons, and that divides up the year into three. Four divided by four times three is 12, mm -hmm. right? So there, there's a lot of math that goes into this. Four plus three is seven. We're going to have to remember that right now. Seven. We're going into fall. And we're getting pretty quick here, too. And we know that everyone's not quite the math heads that we are. Um, and for those of you who are the math heads, you know, you already know where we're going with this. But try to hold on tight, folks, because there's going to be a lot of numbers coming at you pretty fast. But just trust us um, on these equations here because, you know, we've done all the proofing. Uh, we've done all of the homework. Yes. We keep our pencils sharp over here. Fact, fact checked uh, to the maximum. We, we have no expense un unpaid. We, we pay all of our staff. Uh, full medical, full dental for the work that they do for us. So let's get back to what I was saying. The fact that we are entering fall, 
uh, it means that we are not at the 12 marker yet. I'd say we're about half halfway there. So what that means is we're at six. Now it jumps from six to nine very quickly, but for this moment that we are in six, we have to remember that anything can happen. It's very dangerous. This August 31st, this uh, September, early September, this is a time of high volatility. And so uh, guys, high alert, uh, be careful. And some things are going to happen. Like in Los Angeles, a couple days ago, there was an earthquake that hit. It was a 4.4. Like and now recall, four seasons. It was mm -hmm. a 4.4. Four, 4, 4 times 4 is 16. 16 that's minus one of 12. Your exactly. That's exactly. 16 minus 4, that's another 12. So now we're working with the clock. Guys, I don't want you to get lost. So I I'm going to let you catch up, write all of this down, and let's get into the main subject of what's going on for this week. There's There's been a lot of activity, a lot of deaths, and a lot of anniversaries of deaths, deathversaries. So we're going to, we're going to break it down. I guess we'll start off, um, something that I, I kind of even forgot to mention in, in the, uh, pre pre recording, uh, the death of an American hero. Now we, we, we can argue all day about politics and we have on this podcast, um, that, you know, there's blood on the floor, but what we can argue is that a man has died and a ghost is born. And so we all have to be aware of that. Um, no no right. party politics there. And death dates are also birthdays. Birthdays for ghosts. It's the first day that their spirit has been left free. So just remember that whenever someone dies, it's also a beginning. Absolutely. And these death dates are very significant and they're piling up. And we have a lot of evidence to prove that. So we have people like Aretha Franklin, like John McCain, and people whose anniversaries of their death have just passed, like Michael Jackson. So all of these people who lived lives in front of a screen, who lived lives with their recorded voice on tape, and you hear my, my, my animal just lost his mind hearing the voice on tape because he knows Michael Jackson, his spirit still lives in audio recordings. I think we need to just keep in mind of these energies that we're talking about. Uh, we have, you know, these famous people that are very well known and they're no longer with us. And it's what we're saying, you know, these mediums like film, like music, these are very powerful mediums because they capture a part of you and that's always going to be a part of it. So inherently we have these mediums that are almost kind of creating ghosts all the time. Ghosts of yourselves, living ghosts. That's pretty spooky in my opinion. Uh, you know, I've talked to Gio at length at so much length with all of this. Gio, I'm catching everybody up on the just fact that when we're being captured by our voices, and our images, those are parts of ourselves, and they're like living ghosts. I mean, when we talk about this ad nauseum between ourselves, uh, but I think it's important to remind our listeners um, that that is how 
like cinema, that's how music works, is that it's taking parts of people and shoving them into these different mediums where they live forever in a ghost, in a quasi-ghost-like like form. And that's why we're, we talk about these subjects specifically when it comes to ghosts. Because a lot of times we get people writing in saying like, oh, why don't we go to more haunted houses? Why don't we try yeah. to do this other stuff? You know, and honestly, like, that's kind of like small, small potatoes, like the haunted house. That's mm-hmm. just like, you know, there's passageways. Ghosts are passing through places all the time. It's really, we don't see the concentration of spiritual activity like we do when it comes to media, where it's about harvesting and collecting ghosts. It's about energy. It's about years of recorded energy that is still available to access at any moment, at any time, for any purpose. And it is the fact that we can use an Aretha Franklin song for a ritual without her permission, without her knowledge of the magics involved. And yet it can still be powerful. We can still conjure the queen of souls. And this is the fear that I have. And this is the fear that I have with everybody famous, that their, that their likenesses will get stolen and will get used without their permissions. And that's why I fear that our likeness, uh, the Ghost in the Scene brand, has been completely ripped off by all of Hollywood. And we have evidence to prove it, and, and we'll get there. So let's just like quickly talk about Aretha and her um, her very, very classic, very classy funeral that she just had. Um, I, I will say there was a, a few snubs. Um, and the same with John McCain. A few snubs when it came to who was not invited to their funeral. So on the guest list to Aretha's, I did not see, and, and I saw the guest list, I did not see an invite for Lana Del Rey. Which makes, yeah. yeah, it makes me think that maybe Aretha didn't give Lana her blessing. And so the queen, the uh, the mantle of queen is still open, guys. For all you pop stars who listen to this, please, please be aware that you can still become the queen of souls. Or, or the they, the them of souls. Yeah, everyone just like sit on that for a second and think about it. I mean, it could be you. Uh, and if, it, if you feel like it is, write us. As we were saying before, we're part of this process of choosing the new Queen of Souls. Um, you know, we really believe strongly that Lana was a contender, but apparently not. Uh, if, you know, because this is a pretty big snub. Like, the, if it truly was her, that funeral would have been the passing of the torch. Exactly. And instead, we had somebody else perform... Um, and it was Jennifer Hudson. So I, I don't know if we got it wrong or right. We, we actually might have to look into Jennifer Hudson a little bit. I, I did some cursory investigation. And of course, as always, I found something. Um, this is going to be a little bit macabre, a little bit dark. But Jennifer Hudson is a woman who is no stranger to tragedy. Mm. She's surrounded by souls. By the loved ones that she lost. This is, this is, of course, very sad, and, and, and I am not making fun of her in any way. I am just saying that with tragedy comes experience. And with that, it comes education, education of the heart, education of the soul. And I believe that Aretha saw that, 
and was willing to personally pass the mantle to her in a secret capacity. And maybe the Lana, the Lana thing was just a, a, a trick for everybody to uh, kind of get us confused while they were actually preparing the actual ceremony. But I think that Jennifer Hudson is either usurping Lana Del Rey or Aretha Franklin has chosen somebody else. So we will continue to report this when we find out more facts because we want to give you the facts. We're not happy with just giving you assumptions. Right. I mean, I, I, everything you hear on this show, you have to know that is backed up with hours and hours of research. Like we're not just coming on here, like, you know, kind of seat of our pants, just making up whatever. That's not how we roll here. We are thorough investigators. This is our nine to five job. So mm -hmm. you know you can trust us. Absolutely. And uh, quickly, just while we're on the subject of Aretha Franklin, I, I, I want to call into a, attention one of the clear facts of her knowledge of ghosts and souls was that she was in a movie called The Blues Brothers. Also, The Blues Brothers 2000. So I guess we can talk about either of them. They're both equally important movies. Um, and they're both equally spiritual. And I would say maybe even Blues Brothers 2000 is the more relevant of the two because it's more recent. And there's a song that they do. It's called Ghost Riders in the Sky. And it's about ghosts who ride horses in the sky. So it's heavily ghost-based. I mean, it's right there. I mean, they might as well call them the Boo Brothers. Wow. Wow. The Boo Brothers. And she was on the cast of both movies, two movies. She played the same character, Miss Murphy. And, you know, the thing is, these movies, they're about uh, a couple of brothers who are on a mission from God. So it's a spiritual quest. And they sing and they dance. And she is able to sing and dance perfectly without any rehearsal or of any kind. Obviously through some kind of possession, I, I can only assume. Or it was her cultivation of all the souls through, through the years because this is in 1980 that she did this movie. And then 1998 when she did the other movie, which is interestingly 20 years to when she died. Hmm. Interesting. So look up in there. So that's 18 years between the films and then another 20 years until her eventual death. death. Yes. Which also, if you kind of flip that around, you get 2018, which is this year further. Oh my God. Pointing to this. So that's some real serious numerology uh, right there. So this was been written in the stars. This is, we should have known that this has been coming. This has been in the works. In fact, maybe she did know. You know, and yeah. this this fake out, this Lana Del Rey fake out, was her plan all along. It's it's her elaborate way of of somehow keeping the uh, legacy of the Queen of Souls kind of under wraps. You know, she has this like public, um, really ceremony, but in reality, the true ceremony is happening behind the scenes, and so we will never know exactly who the queen is until they they claim themselves as the queen. Um, so when that happens, we'll be there to report that. But um, we have some more things to talk about. 
we actually have a full plate. So uh, we'll get off the Blues Brothers. Just real quick, I just want to point out Dan Aykroyd of the Blues Brothers. He was also in the Ghostbusters, and he wrote it. So I just want to—I I didn't want to leave that there on the on, on the table there. So make that connection. I don't know what you want to say about that. I mean, it's it's very clear. I don't think we need to really say much. I mean, we might do some separate investigations later, but. I mean, that might just be it. That's a two-second episode mm-hmm. right there for you. We're, we could cut that up and make it its own little teaser teaser clip. Show it to your friends who are uh, suspicious of getting too involved into our show, and you can throw that one at them. Yeah, because that's a little, a little quickie. That's a little preview. It's so stuff. simple. It's such a simple premise, and yet it just speaks volumes. He was in a movie called Ghostbusters, and then he topped it with a movie called The Boo Brothers. And then the Boo Brothers 2000. So let's leave it there. Um, and let's get to um, big big fish, some bigger fish, the biggest fish. I'm talking about Johnny Depp, the big one. Oh. There it is. There's the step. Yep. We, we just entered uh, the segment Depp Step, the award-winning segment, the world-renowned. We get... Um, listeners from Brazil, from Amsterdam, from Switzerland. We get it from the Russian Federation, from Canada, from the UK, and they all love the depth step. Because if there's one thing that nobody can get enough of, it is Johnny Depp news. This man is on a rampage. He cannot be stopped. And yet, I believe it is in the stars that we will be the ones to stop him. Um, so he's been up to actually a lot recently. Uh, let's get into it. So you guys know about Alice Cooper. Um, that's his name, his stage, his public persona. Rob, can you give us his actual name? Yeah. So again, people like one thing to really open our eyes about is knowing these celebrities, true names, because they always come up with these personas that we pray to, that we, in, in when we recite those names, we are giving them that power of that persona. Uh, and that's a dangerous thing to do because that's, that's where it all comes from. Uh, without that, they're useless. Without Alice Cooper, all we have is Vincent Damon Fernier. Who? You know, exactly. Like, who's going to take that guy seriously? Uh, no one, uh, as far as I know. Um, and no one has, which is why he's changed his name. It's Vincent Damon Fernier, like a little French little flair at the end wow. of it. So, sounds like mm-hmm. I, I, he might not even be American. It sounds dangerous. It sounds it sounds like a dangerous dangerous spell that he's that he uh, is avoiding saying every time they say his name. So he he said, just call me Alice, call me Alice mm-hmm. Cooper. So. We don't know why he did this. Obviously, uh, I think you were right in, in the uh, premise that he is doing this for power because they pray to this fake name of his. I quickly wanted to say that Johnny Depp is also not just Johnny Depp. Okay? Johnny Depp is a, he is a second. He is, he's not even the first Johnny Depp. His name is John Christopher Depp. The second. Wow. 
So he's not even the first. And yet he created the third. So there is a John Christopher Depp the third. And I checked his age, and you guys are going to call me a liar, but you go ahead and check this yourself. His age is 16 years old. That's another six. Wow. Guys. That's, that's our second six of the night. Wow. So. Let's, let, let's keep on going through this step step. I wanted to talk about Alice Cooper. Um, and I, I, I don't, I don't want to give him his full name because I am truly terrified of, of invoking some kind of spell. Oh no! So, I'm, but Gio, I'm, it's really the opposite way around. If we, I don't know if I, we should call him Alice so much because that's really where the power comes from. I, excuse me if it seems a little backwards, but no, Vincent. There's no, there's no harm in Vincent. I Vincent think you're a very calm name. Allegedly, right. allegedly, the name Alice Cooper, and I'm being careful about the amount of times I say that. Yes, that name allegedly came from a session. On a Ouija board. What the fuck? Are so you serious? This name, allegedly, this name came while consulting the spiritual realm of which name would be the most impactful. And oh it came God. up. Alice Cooper. With that name. And so, so Vincent obviously knows how to deal with the paranormal. Mm -hmm. He obviously is looking out to see how he can increase his paranormal powers and he knows how to consult with the spiritual world so and all this, that yes this might be the reason why johnny depp john john christopher depp chose him to to be in his band honestly uh, a man this of uh, well versed in ouija boards is is perfect to become a vampire in his later years so this is an well, interview. Vampire is an interesting point, though, Joe, because I don't know if he's necessarily a vampire per se. Uh, I just know he's obviously a paranormal expert, or if he just runs around with vampires, you know. Well, listen, this uh, I'll get to I'll get to it in the interview, but he says that he lives with Johnny Depp, and I don't see how you could live with a vampire and not be a vampire. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I don't want to talk about you know. Um, what happens behind doors with vampires? I'm, I I don't know, but it's it's my guess that Johnny Depp is is a pure predator, and if you're if you're human flesh around him, he's gonna suck you up, um, regardless of your paranormal expertise, and that's why I'm afraid to get anywhere near him because I know that he'd suck me so fast that my you know my head would spin. So let, let's, let me just kind of read this interview to you guys because it is very telling of the state of their relationship. So uh, basically, Alice Cooper is kind of refuting a lot of claims that Johnny Depp kind of looks bad. Um, so Vincent goes to say, I heard that Johnny Depp weighs 112 pounds and he's, his liver is failing and he's depressed. And I'm on the road with him and I've never seen him healthier and I've never seen him happier. He's the happiest guy I know. He's almost always laughing. Mm -hmm. Okay, now, imagine Johnny Depp just laughing sinisterly. Always. Almost always. That's terrifying. Uh, let, let's keep on going. So he said, um, Al, so Al says, I'm under the illusion that Johnny Depp 
is not the least bit depressed, and he's not the least bit unhealthy. In fact, he's healthier now than I've ever seen him. I live with a guy all day, every day, so I know what's going on. Wow. He knows everything that's going on. And he lives with him every day. So, obviously, um, you, we just have to underline the word illusion. I'm under the illusion. And I think he just, I mean, he can't help himself by letting his paranormal expertise through, right? Even though he, he's under the illusion, he can't help but say that he's under the illusion. And so we know that magic is afoot and that Johnny has cast a spell on poor Vincent. And I'm sure in, in Vincent's eyes, Johnny probably looks fantastic. It's the veil. It's this vampire sort of uh, illusion. It's his word. It's the illusion of the vampire. Because the vampires, as you know, always look very healthy, uh, very well, very trim, very fit out in the public. Mm -hmm. um, or to whomever they want to show that to. But inside, they're decrepit and ancient. Disgusting. Uh, and disgusting, uh, which is their truer selves that they don't allow people to see, that they don't want to. So, I mean, this really points to the interesting kind of flipping of powers. Uh, Johnny, you know, he's obviously been struggling, but at the same time, he still has enough power to hold uh, Vincent underneath his spell. I think it's because Vincent is a musician, and of course he has soul, and he's able to tap into that. But... There's something about the soullessness of Hollywood that does not allow Johnny Depp to be as uh, controlling as he used to be. Uh, this is another story that came out yesterday. Um, so this is about a bank who is going after they're suing him for $10 million. Wow. Basically, they're alleging that Johnny Depp's action on set when he attacked another man um, – he, uh, he claims in self-defense, but he mm -hmm. punched another man in the face, um, a crew member. And because of that and all the other stuff that's been going on, they had to cancel the release date. And so they're saying that because of that, they, he owes them $10 million. Wow. Part of the contract. Uh, and it's unclear if the movie will ever see the light of day. So I think that's a lesson for everyone out there. Make sure to read the fine print of your contracts. If there's any clauses where you punch someone, see how much money that's going to cost you. Uh, sometimes it's still going to be worth it, uh, but that's up to you to make the call. It's good to be making informed decisions rather than finding them out about them late down the road. Exactly. And I quickly just wanted to reiterate this line because I think a lot of you guys missed it. So this is the, this is the line in, in, in the article. It is unclear if City of Lies will ever see the light of day just like a vampire mm. you see that he, so even these articles are aware that he's a vampire they're making clever little references to it but they're not going to flat out and say it like we say it so that's the end of death step for this week there's the music and uh, thank you, everybody, for your support on that. We love all the responses we get every week whenever we do a depth step. Um, we love it. Thank you so much. And, of course, we'll keep on doing it whenever we have more info into the depraved life of uh, Mr. John Christopher Depp II.
I mean, and the way that things are going, you know, we, there's going to be plenty of depth steps ahead of us in our future. Yeah, we, we, we thought that we were kind of near the end. We thought that we had got him, you know, and that he was on his way down. But I think he, you know, uh, the summer always is a bad time for vampires. Um, but we are entering the fall. Like I was saying earlier, uh, that, that crazy time, I think mm -hmm. this is when they really start to come out, the vampires, the Hollywood vampires. They're coming out of their shells. They're doing just fine because summer is finally over. So let's get to the last bit of business we have for the week. This is just going to be a quickie, guys. We're, we're going to leave you with just a taste in your mouth because next week's going to be explosive. But we're just going to leave you with just a little, a little taste, a little bit of flavor. We're going to do a small profile on one of the actors of, of a movie we're going to be investigating. Because obviously if we did the entire movie, uh, we couldn't have the uh, kind of time it takes to focus in on some of these actors. So uh, I'm talking about uh, a Corey. Um, and as far as I know, that's his actual name. Oh, yeah, I mean, he's one of those brave souls that, uh, you know, isn't afraid to really be who they are. You know, that takes a lot of courage, especially in a place like Hollywood. All these people hiding behind false names. So to go out there and use your real name uh, and not be afraid of the kind of power that Hollywood gives you, but to be able to harness it within something that's true to yourself uh, is... Is difficult to do, uh, and it's more power to everyone who does that. Exactly, and let's not pretend that this man has not taken his amount of barbs. Okay, he, he is he is bruised, he is bloody. The war that the media has has launched on him has been brutal to see, to watch, um, and yet he stands firm, resolute, and, and ready to tackle on. Everything coming his way. We're talking about Corey Feldman, guys. He was an actor in the movie The Lost Boys. We believe he is uh, a prototype of, of the Ghost in the Scene model. Um, we don't want to say that uh, he inspired us, but uh, the, you know, there, there's obviously some weird time slippage between, between us and him and that movie because there's just so many similarities. I mean, it goes to show that, you know, what we're really doing as well, our work, we're picking up the mantle of a lot of different experts that have existed throughout the years. And I think we need to give credit to that as well. Uh, you know, we may be the top of the game right now, but there's, you know, we're on the shoulders of giants, of others that have come before us. And I think we really need to give a tip of a cap to our friend, Corey, um, and, but we need to talk about him as well, because, you know, with that power and with that success, you know, you get a lot of people coming after you as well. Yes. Uh, it's so true. And, and here's what we have to say about Corey. He lived a very complicated life. He has, uh, trouble in his past and he'll probably have trouble in his future. Um, we're not here to absolve him of, of any crimes and uh, of anything. We're just here to report on the truth. So we're going to talk about his relationship. He had, I would say, a soulmate um, by the name of Corey Hain. They called him the Corys, the two Corys. 
And they made seven movies together. And a TV show. So seven movies. That's powerful, guys. Um, that's a strong and, number. And of course, we have to talk about the sad, tragic death of Corey Haim. Corey Haim dies at a very, very young age. He was 38. So, you know, and he died in 2008. There guys. you go. And, uh, it's, it's crazy. Also, uh, I just want to quickly mention, he was born December 23rd, uh, 2 divided by 3. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, and we don't have to really do the math one on that one. So you math is, we're not going to say that one out loud. I just wanted to quickly just brief everybody on on the history of, of these two. They were both in The Lost Boys. They were both in movies together. They both lived complicated lives, and one of them is a survivor, and one of them is not. So we have to ask yourself, why Corey Feldman and why not Corey Haim? What did Corey Feldman do differently that Corey Haim did not? Um, because other than that, they lived kind of parallel lives. They walked hand in hand. And I think it has everything to do with Corey Feldman's relationship with Michael Jackson. If, if we recall earlier, like I said, this was the death birthday of Michael Jackson. So I just wanted to kind of just draw the lines between the two. Corey Feldman was, um, I would say, kind of a uh, apprentice to Michael. He he looked up to him. He uh, is now modeling himself after him. He wants to be a, a performer, a star, a pop star. Now, what I believe, and this is uh, this is science behind what I'm saying. So don't just don't just say as uh, you know uh, that I'm just believing it. This is truth. What I believe is that Corey Feldman has a spiritual connection, a tether to Michael Jackson's soul. And his soul is somehow living off of Corey Feldman to this day. Mm. And we have Corey looking and acting more and more like Michael Jackson over time. And I think his connection with Michael is the only thing that has saved Corey Feldman. It's almost like he has like an extra guardian angel. You know, this isn't the end. We're not finished talking about him. We're, we're going to we're going to delve into his movies. We're going to delve into especially The Lost Boys, um, which is kind of a, a, a grand history of Hollywood. And we're going to talk about the sequel. Um, and so we have all of that to look forward to. Um, but I think we're going to we're going to call it there and, and, and keep you guys with your mouths just watering. You know, I, I want you guys to do your own research, too. And, and to come back at us next week with some, some salty information because we want our mouths to water. So I think that's going to be it for us. What, what do you say, Rob? Yeah, that's a lot to kind of, you know, think about. I think that's some pretty big news right there about that connection with Michael Jackson. So I want you all of you to keep that in your minds. Uh, I think that's a great little teaser for what's to come because uh, it really says a lot about what this is all going to reveal and but you know we can't really give too much right now you know this is going to be like multi-episode multi-tiered you know layer cake here so we're going to just take a little nibble give you guys a little uh guys and gals and non-binary folk 
a uh, little taste about what's what's about coming to your head heading your way um and it's going to be more of that and even more so uh you know the thing about the little morsel it's it mm -hmm. tastes pretty good but it's nothing like that that, the, that center yeah. you know the, the, like full bite. the full bite uh which is coming at you pretty quick so stay tuned for that folks mm -hmm. uh we're going to be coming at you fast and quick pretty soon. that's right so uh stay in the scene guys Keep your eyes on that damn screen. Give us five stars. Like us on Twitter. Follow us on our Instagram, Ghost in the Meme, underscore in between every word. On Facebook, at Ghost in the Scene. Um, just do everything, guys. And have a safe week.